There it is. <laughs> Welcome back. Daddy's back, bitches. This is the option. This is episode five. And with me, I have the former AVB and FIVB standout. I have multiple-time Norseka champion, former UCLA and Long Beach State star. Quite the resume. You've been doing it so long you forgot. <laughs> Ali McCulloch, what's good? Uh, no, <laughs> not a whole lot. So, um, no, there's actually a lot, a lot going on, but I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks. That's cool. So, let's before we start talking about everything and all kind of crazy stuff, let's let's talk about the easiest part. Let's talk about volleyball. You're uh, finish your first season or second season that um at uh, Davis. Um, uh, we finished our first season going into our second season coming in September. Start girls report in September. So. Now, now, I said they all look like a bunch of little alleys. Then they they because they all smile, they all play like you. They get a block and then they like clap their hands twice, <laughs> smack each other vibes. So, um, I guess the question is, am I the first one to say that, or do, do people see like your personality and a lot of your kids, or is that what you look for when you're recruiting, just temperament wise? Um, I think it's more what I look for. Probably the culture we're trying to build, um, and. You know, it comes out in the girls. We practice. We spend a lot of time together. So I'm trying to teach them kind of what I know. And um, as far as their energy goes, I try and always encourage them to, you know, be passionate about the game and, and love what they do. So celebrate that. You do you do good things. And even when you, you know, mess up, you still want to celebrate with your teammate and, and move on to the next ball. Cool, man. Okay. <clears throat> um, do you miss playing? <sighs> Gosh, I think that's the question I get the most. Um, yes, I always miss playing, but um, I found kind of a new passion, and and I love it. I, mm -hmm. I can't say I regret not playing anymore, but I, I definitely I get the itch every once in a while. I've been down in Hermosa, you know, for the last I don't know two three weeks, and every time someone asks me to come into practice or step in, I'm like, yes, I'll be there because mm -hmm. I just love cool. it. It's fun. Yeah, because to me it was always one of those things. If uh, I was like, is Ella like stepping away from the game? Or is she um, is she done? Like there are a lot, there are some people that need to take a step away and like hit the reset button because things happen um, off the court that um, that they just need to step back and take care of. Like you, for example, you're uh, in the simplest forms, and it's not, but, it's, it's, <laughs> and, but in the simplest forms, you had a kid, right? You had right. Scout, yeah. and you, you're trying to bring Scout up, and you and Kevin trying to do the right thing. Um, you got Jeff, you know, he's he's not going to play in Hermosa, and you know, maybe he's he's trying to heal physically. He's got some 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 ailments or whatever. Um, you have um, uh, Cassie House. We just found out she moved back to Colorado. So I mean, and I had a private conversation with her earlier that. At some point, I could share with her permission, or maybe she comes back on the show and talks about it. So, so when you stepped away, I was like, "Is she gonna play again, or <laughs> or, or is she not?" So, I, I had a few people ask me about Hermosa since I was down here, and I, you know, Kevin and I even sat down and we questioned. It. We're like, "Is is it worth it?" Um, you know, coming out and not being a hundred percent because I haven't been training, um, and that and that's one thing I don't love to do is I don't like coming out and competing and knowing that I can can be in there at the top, but not physically be able to do it. So like the things that I want my body to do and it doesn't do, mm. um, I think that's more frustrating. And yeah, yeah he's shaking his shaking head, his Jeff, head, man. Like, you know, Jeff, yeah. let's get in. Jeff, jump in on this a little bit. <laughs> I, I got Jeff here to like look up funny stuff on the internet for me, but um, there he is. I am here. Yeah, so Jeff, you share a sentiment. Sometimes it's nagging injuries. Sometimes trying to get your mind right, trying to do stuff like that. Yeah, sometimes I feel like it's just not worth it to beat yourself up more over 
like stuff that you know you can do, but mm -hmm. you know, your body's not letting you do that. So it's not only like a mental thing, it'll beat you down. I mean, physical thing, it'll beat you down mentally too, because you know that like, you know, I should be doing this and my body's used to doing that, but it's not doing it right now. And you're wondering like why you can't, but mm -hmm. you don't even need to like, you should, if you have to think about that and you're not like going into it um, with the right state of mind, then you might as well just, you know, play for fun or focus on whatever you're doing. Yeah, no, no doubt. There's, well, a lot of that stress also comes into play, like on the college scene and the high school club scene. Um, and I guess I'd like to start with the high school club scene where, because since it's become an NCAA sport, um, the club sizes have tripled. So then the first you get the relaxed parents out there, you get kids that are bouncing and doing out there, then the kids make an executive decision to just play exclusively on the beach. And then sooner or later, since it's an investment and in some of these, these, these indoor moms who are like rabid and like a bunch of dads who are like, um, I described them as 90s gangster rappers. You know, they always walk around with a swag, angry, mean, mugging people and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, dude, relax. You know, you've won. And so, um, so, and I knew that crowd of people were going to follow. And because of the AAUs that got bigger, the tournament's bigger, BC, BCVA um, uh, or JVA, uh, Jeff and I were coaching out there, we were coaching our juniors and, there's like this huge hectic situation with um when it, actually someone from our group about um um how they play volleyball and the parents are upset and questioning how like our strategy and this and that and um and it upsets me because they're not asking because they're trying to understand some of the, this in this particular case they're kind of asking the questions that already called to call for conclusion mm -hmm. you know and that's one of those things I'm like whoo. Yeah, glad Jeff had it. <laughs> you know, glad, glad, you know, that was on Jeff's back, you know, but Jerome was there and Pompeo was there. And it's, and it's one of those things where this emotional investment comes from a high level of care, which I always respect. But at the same time, there has to be some decorum and, and trust in, in the programs and, and the coaches you have. Yeah, and I think, as you know, like being, being a parent's tough. And I, don't, I didn't quite understand. Um, and I coached, I coached club for years, indoors, beach, um, a long time. So I got to, really see, you know, reactions from different parents and, and definitely, you know, we come across parents that I, I like to say we need to teach them as well, not just the kids. We need to teach them how to parent um, athletes and not necessarily teach them, you know, how to raise their children. But um, when you're dealing with an athlete and they're in a club or a system or whatever sport, you know, they're playing, um, it, it's a different thing to learn. I think parents have to learn the same thing, just like coaches learn how to coach. Parents have to yeah. kind of learn how to parent and an athlete um, because it is different than just parenting a normal, a regular kid. I think that especially if you're in the high level, like elite, elite clubs and, you know, you're, you're trying to help your, your child get what they want as far as whether it's a scholarship, they want to play in college, they want to play after college or they have goals. And, you know, we know as parents, we just want to give our kids everything and we, you know, we want them to mm -hmm. be happy. So, Sometimes when, as a parent, we see that our kids are struggling or they're not happy, we want to step in and save them. Just like, yeah. you know, and unfortunately, we have to let them learn to that failing is okay. You know, it's okay to fail. It's okay to uh, make a mistake. But at the same time, we also have to learn trust in coaches. So you have to put trust in the coaches that you hire. And hey, if you don't trust them, then maybe you should remove them from that program and put them in a different program that somebody you trust and let them do the job that they've been doing. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the hardest thing as a parent, um, especially I know Kevin and I talked about all the time. Hey, when, when scout, our daughter 
decides she wants to play a sport or maybe not, I don't know. Um, are we going to be able to step aside and just let, you know, another coach, uh, coach her in a sport and not, you know, try and interfere. And I honestly, I, I, I want to say just who I am. Yes, I will. Like I will let that happen. Um, but I do know that if I have a child in a situation that I'm uncomfortable with, um, that I would maybe handle it differently than what I do see some parents doing um, out in public. You know, it's, it's not the time, it's not the place to, to handle things that way. Um, mm. Is that what you're kind of talking about? Like, I think, actually I wasn't, but on a general, no, <laughs> but on a general it, yeah. level, yeah. That, um, you're right. Just looking back, like that's how it's supposed to be handled. I yeah. think, um, listen, I understand when it comes to some clubs, there are a challenge for coaches where they have to understand parents too. Cause yeah. I think sometimes about, um, depending on a club, I'd rather have a parent who knows their child than a coach who doesn't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, some kids suffer from anxiety. It's gotta be brought to the attention of the coach. Um, someone has nervous energy or they're, they're worried about playing time or playing with someone. These are, these are, this is dialogue or whatever. Um, I can speak for my club. I can speak for maybe one other club that, um, if the parent knows you're putting in the work. And when I say work, I don't mean glorified babysitter. I don't mean just showing up and being like, yeah, to serve over there. No, <laughs> I'm talking about knowing our kids, having lesson plans for, for to go with repetitions because club is about repetitions. Um, and me living in a video room like a hermit, taping every game, scoreboarding, doing crazy, not crazy stats. First ball side, that's not a crazy stat. That's a real thing. Um, it's a good uh, stat. <laughs> hitting percentage after error. Mm -hmm. so, you know, stuff that, that you will not, you just don't, you know, I mean, even my, like, come on, even my own coaches are like, okay, that's a little much, but if something that shouldn't be questioned is the work that's being put in and the strategies, whatever it should, it should, it should, it should be questioned, but that question more often than not should be rhetorical. And it's, and I think our challenge as coaches is that, um, don't want to sound stereotypical or, or lump, lump everything in one category. Right. But every parent thinks that their kids, their kids better than they are. I'm, <laughs> uh, I, I'm already, yeah, I'm already yeah, I said yeah. it. <laughs> they do. No, I mean, every parent, I'm, I'm it's a blanket, I but I, that's the only way I know how to say it. I'm, I agree in the fact parent, that, but, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I think Scout's amazing at anything she does. And, you know, that's, <laughs> you she probably better. isn't, you know, but um, it is, it's funny that feeling that you have that your, your child is the, the best at everything. It's hard to take a step back and take a realistic view of, some kids, you know, and especially if it's your own, and I can't, I can't really uh, say that's wrong, but I definitely, it, it helps when you have guidance from, from people like, you know, ourselves, coaches, to help. I always think there should be more parent, like I said, parent, like, classes for student-athletes, and um, yeah, there should the be coaches seminars. Yeah, because the coaches We, we, we right, have to, yeah. and I mean, God, we don't even get to coach without it, right? right. <laughs> so Yeah, they have, they have all mm -hmm. these coaches clinics, great clinics. Um, I know the ABCA does um, a lot of stuff um that we go to and i don't know how much is out there for parents uh, especially uh, i know there's a lot for kids right we have tons of clinics for kids but mm -hmm. i think it would be great to have something for parents to to really either teach them you know the game or kind of make it easier or may help them understand from a different perspective than just a parent perspective um maybe a coach's perspective and and really understand um how to help grow you know grow the athletes and and really what the ultimate goal is. Um, I mean, it took me a while. I mean, just moving from New York where 
you know, there's there has to be a stricter code because the demographic of kids. I'm, I'm teaching volleyball too. Like if I'm at City College, and and I got three basketball transits from Harlem and this and that. You know, um, how how they brought up and the way you, the, their parents talk to them or whatever and this and that. And then you go to California where you got kids cursing out their mom in front of everybody. And then and that dude, that's something I had to get used to. I'm like, you know, I'm like, wow. And I had one girl from my club, like uh, Serena's um, uh, older sister. She's like, if I talk to my mom like that, she drop kick me. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, yeah, that that wouldn't happen with my yeah. mom. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. So good. Now we're staring a good, a, a funnier, more interesting direction. And tell you a story, right? I'm at Starbucks, right? Yeah. Um, just left that conversation that Jeff had to have with um, uh, volleyball parents, um, and then with Duran and Papilo. So I'm just taking a break from everybody because. I don't want to, because actually what happened between that or whatever that happened to me, no one knew about it. I only talked to one or two people and I'm not going to talk about it here, but bottom line, I need to just step away because I'm like, all right, this is one of them things where they get a pass and I'm going to give them 24 hours and then they get, then, then I'm, you know, then they're going to get dealt with. The cool, the so, cool <laughs> Yeah. So then I go to a Starbucks, right? And I run into a volleyball parent and she's like, oh yeah, there's a, you know, my daughter had this and she was so close. And then her son teenager maybe like maybe 15 maybe 16 years old. i was like mom is the is the coffee here is the coffee here and she's like honey it's right over there that's not all of it that's not she's like it's, then it's over there honey so he gets in and he's like i can't carry all this by myself so she, we're talking grown folks are talking right and, and and i can't mom can we go i can't carry this all by, by myself Stefan said hey listen why don't you just take half take half she's got the other half okay everybody's good this ain't divorce this is marriage let's go you know so the kid's like oh you're funny so i just go you are not let it go, right? And then um and then he gets fifteen feet away. Yeah, that was funny, right? And then and I just look at him and I just leave it alone. He leaves. And then he comes back. Yo, you're a funny guy. And I just said, dude. And the mom's like, please, please, please. I said, dude, I'm laughing on the inside. And he's like, what'd you say? I said, I'm laughing on the inside. I said, I know you're putting on a show because all these people are watching, but you don't want this, man. <laughs> just get the hell out. You know, and just get the he had to be 15. I said, just get the oh, hell out, man. Okay. I know you're putting on the show because you have to feel like you're standing up for yourself and you did that. Now, now just go, please. Yeah, regardless get, get, of the I said, situation. I told him, I said, I told the kid, get the hell out. You know, and then he leaves and the mother goes, oh, shit, thank you so much. <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry. I mean, trying to give him no no he needed that and it was just one of those things where oh, i'm just glad it worked out all right and there's a story that i can even tell kelly because kelly always because she knows my temperament she always takes the other person's side because um you know because some because she knows in my mind i always think people are messing with me even now jeff looking at me i'm like you're looking at me so <laughs> fuck you laughing at me so sometimes i have that but because I'm mindful of that, I took every measure. And I even ignored the kid a bunch of times. And then I just looked. There's nothing like telling a kid who thinks he's entitled that, uh, or what, what he's thinking. I know what you're thinking. You know, there's people watching and you want to be hard. And I get that, you know. And it's then, uh, definitely a different breed nowadays. Yeah. Kids can kind of say whatever they want to yeah. their parents and parents' friends and all uh -huh. sorts of stuff. And nothing happens. Yeah. When I was a kid and I interrupted. If I would interrupt my mom talking to, and we didn't even talk about that up, part, right? We yeah, didn't even talk about interrupting just, grown folks. Yeah, just yeah, it would be like I would get talked to. Like it would, I mean, like mm -hmm. it wouldn't be crazy, but like she'd let me know that that's not okay. And yeah. now you can just kind of say whatever you want and cuss your parents out, and I'm just be like, I'm. I'm I'm like backing up, waiting for the kid to get like a shoe thrown this, at well, him. Well, this or kid's something. a this kid's a triple fucking loser, okay? <laughs> this kid's a triple fucking loser because as a general blanket, right? And I, and I didn't even point that out yet. 
interrupting grown folks. Grown folks are talking, right? <laughs> Two, disrespecting his mom. <laughs> you know. Three, trying to act hard with someone he 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 doesn't he's never met. You know, maybe well, again, maybe that's okay. He'll that's go okay. somewhere one day. I just and, and I said, why do you, I, my words? Why, why you gotta act hard with all these people watching? You know, you're not about that life. Those are that, if if you if I have to paraphrase exactly what I said, I said, why you gotta act hard in front of these people? I said, you're not about that life. Just get the hell out. It's sad though you know? because. You would rather, mm -hmm. if it were me, I'd rather my kid learn now from me rather than like be somewhere where I'm not there to save him. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody who's not as nice as you and just mm -hmm. having a bad day that just like mauls this right. kid because, you know, that's, you know, he's about that life or whatever. But um, I don't know. I'd rather, rather my kid know now, yeah. you know, not to do that so someone else doesn't you know, hurt him. <laughs> and I guess you're sandwiched by two people that speak from experience. Like just, he's not about that life. I'm not about that life. But where I grew up, we kind of know who is and who isn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, for me, I always like to dissect that and probably, I, I always feel, sometimes I feel bad for the kids because I don't, you, you never know what's going on in the background, you know, and mm -hmm. maybe, maybe he doesn't have somebody at home that's teaching him that, which is yeah. sad. And, and that's probably, you know, mm -hmm. infor very unfortunate and something Kevin and I talk about. Again, I go back to Kevin and I, because we always are discussing like the, how we're going to raise our, our kids. And um, it's funny, we had a long conversation with John Mayer at one of the SOB trips um, <laughs> because his daughter, uh, Mila, right? She comes, yeah. She came to the trip. She came. Um, oh my gosh. She is the cutest thing ever. Um, she was like two, I want to say like two or one. On In 2015? Yeah. yeah. She was young. She was only like two in full sentences. Like, you know, she was very, very, very polite, well-behaved. And so Kevin and I are like, hey, John, what, what are you doing? Like this, this is the best kid I've ever seen. Like she's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. But I, I think that um, he gave us some books and we, you know, learning like delayed gratification and things like that. And which is something we don't have a lot with social media. And uh, we even yeah. talking about it at the college level um, is that we're always stuck in our phones and our, our, you know, Instagrams and Facebooks and, and everything. And we have our, our, you know, we're always wanting things now. Yeah. And that comes to the same thing when we, we talk to people, we don't know how to, interact as well sometimes and i mean when i say we i say the younger generation a right. lot it's hard to find kids that really you know I, I, if i see a kid put down their phone and actually have conversations with adults and their friends i'm like mm. oh I, I want that kid that, that kid's awesome like she knows you know or he um how do they divide the, the culture culture from your generation you know yes yeah, you know hard. um my girlfriend um the love of my life kelly um invited me she had an alumni party She's a graduate of 2000 at Harvard, and um, and we went there like 2015 or something like that, 15 year reunion. Put us up, you know, half dorms, half house or whatever in this and that. And we go to three specific parties, many of them, but in this five day period, the three specific parties, just they're all whatever, senators and this and that, finance people. And it's the one time, and I, and I remember it because it happened. Nobody had their phone out. Nobody checked the time. Nobody checked their text. And I'm like, oh, shit, 1985. I said, I know you guys graduated 2000, but it's not actually 2000. Is it actually, did I jump into 2000? So um, it's weird because that's that age demographic where, I mean, adults are no better, right? We, we, we stare at our phones all the time. Before I catch myself doing it all the time. It's, it's definitely, I put a timer on my phone. 
I like, uh, it tells me, you know, and then I can still even ignore it too. You know, like you can set that timer on your social networking on your phone and still keep going and still keep going. Yeah, yeah. I wish it wouldn't let me do that. Cause I'm like, Oh wait, I was, I really wanted to watch this. <laughs> I was trying to find videos of, you're trying to pull up little, a video of kids. Uh, little, do do these little, kids need leash. leashes? Yeah. Yeah. I always wondered about that. Like yeah. what, like, when do you decide to put the leash on the kid? Like, what is he? Like, oh, no. How bad is he to where you have, to have the blue leash? Well, the, 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 the sad part is this is only hooked up for picture and not sound. Oh, okay. Um, the, on the video switch, I have a function that enables to do both. So next podcast around, we just pull it up. I just don't want, I just don't want YouTube to take, take, to take us down if I put this up on YouTube. The picture, <laughs> picture they give us a pass. Oh, yeah, sound, sound, they give us a pass. But not, Especially not if it has any music in it from, like, any other, like, that ever happened to you? thing. They'll take it down. That ever happened to you? you you're but, recording a game. There's some some asshole playing a radio, a song on his radio, or whatever, and then YouTube's trying to claim or some some company. Copyright. Yeah, oh, it's, really? it's, um, calls yeah. it copyright infringement, and it's not. It's not yeah. illegal. It's well, just it's just the computer, the program right. picks right. up. The software kind of, picks it up. Yep. Now Instagram does it a lot too. So like if you're taking a video on your Instagram, and like you're in the car and a song's playing, and it recognizes the song, uh-huh. uh huh, it'll it won't let you post it. Oh because of copyright infringement and especially now they work with spotify so yep. they're like definitely taking over that now you can't like have somebody else's music on your yeah. instagram well the law the fair use act um you could look you could you could find that the fair use act um states that it's not copyright infringement if it's used for criticism like media purposes you use news clips for that uh, just example yeah. for the news um if it's that, incidental though. incidental capture which, the, which Jeff is the hardest thing to prove, you know, because when you write a, a, an appeal, a human yeah. being doesn't look at the appeal. Uh, sometimes a computer does, and it's like, well, right. we heard your argument, and they decide they decided your argument was invalid. I'm like, the other people yeah. who own the music decided <laughs> yeah. that. And you I'm like, oh, so you just take that. Oh, so it's a two of y'all, right? You just <laughs> take it. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty until proven innocent here. Is, is that how this shit's supposed to work? So, um, yeah, that, I don't know if that's ever happened to you if you're, like, recording or whatever. I'm just laughing right now because if any of my girls were to see this, they're going to know that I just don't post that much on Instagram or no. Facebook. I'm so bad at it. I had people yeah. be like, hey, where did you go? You're um, <laughs> female John Mayer. I, I, I sadly, I just don't do it. Um, I look at information and news and stuff on it, but um, I had people ask me about Scout, so I started posting about Scout a lot more, or maybe I'll I'll comment on a few things or here and there and, and try and st stay up with everything just so I know what's going on with yeah. my girls and stuff. He gave me a nice quote for John Mayer. John Mayer, when he retired in December. Oh, yeah? He retired on my show. So um, what happened was um, after the show, I put together like this two-minute clip. You know, it's a beautiful day in the background, of course. Um, they, they, whatever, they took monetary rights, but they didn't block it. And they just want, they just want, they just want that penny of those two cents every time yeah. it's played. Now, and half the time, it's, I'm just, I'm just raising, I'm building my brand. Mm -hmm. keep, yeah, right. Keep, keep the three cents, okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no video on mine that's going to blow up anywhere. I'm supposed to make a lot of money unless it's, what, like who? Oh. Go ahead and say who. No, I'm, I'm just like Well, Fallon for no Moana, right? She got 300, 327,000 hits. I'm still jealous. Of this, group of, this group of volleyball fans and ass worshippers have all gotten together. Oh, and we're just like, you's a Jew. How you be shining when you move and look like balloons behind you. You know, so it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, maybe I should have monetized that video. <laughs> 
oh, here's your money. I'm like, cool. Maybe I'll go to the movies by myself. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so you're one of the people that gave me a quote. I know it was really cool. I was trying to get quotes with every partner John played with. Um, It's Casey. He played with Casey in Europe a little bit. Uh, Matt Proser. Oh, yeah. It came out of the blue. Nice quote. Everyone, every person, every party play would give me a quote, except for Jeff Nago. And um, I think at the time I'm like, good for you, you know, because his team was like losing and he's probably busy. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is option, baby. <laughs> Ain't nobody <Yeah>. exempt. <laughs> no, good year this year for the USA, right? 15 and 9. They were 11 and 0 at home, which helps. Um, won some very important games. Lost to Pepperdine in the, M- the MPSF finals which was good enough to get him invited to the dance, which I, I, I didn't love. I thought they should have, I thought um, the Big West should have had three teams. It was, you know, between Irvine, Hawaii, and um, and um, Long Beach State, they were deserving. So so USC deserved to go, you know, first round, get their head chopped off by Lu- Division Two Lewis University, lost three to one. So That's real life. Yep, <laughs> that's real life. Well, I don't know, it's six seasons right now. That's 15 and nine is the only winning season I saw. You know, a couple of years ago, we had a 15 and 15 season. And I'm like, how does somebody, um, maybe it sounds like I'm calling them out, but come on, let's be real here. Let's ask some questions here, right? I mean, there are people who are more deserving that don't get that many chances that, you know, one or two seasons, they're gone. Um, how does someone that only has one winning season in like a six-year period um, at, at a school, it's supposed to be the hotbed for recruiting, keep a fucking job, <laughs> you know? I mean, y'all get to answer that. I'm the one to put myself out there. So, I mean, it's one of the things where, you know, I don't want to come tell you, oh, you're talking smack about me. No, man, ain't nobody talking smack. I'm asking. No comment. Yeah. yeah. I'm asking a legit question, you I'm know? Yeah. Actually, maybe I'm asking a question that calls for conclusion. Maybe it's rhetorical. I don't know. What it is. I, don't, I don't think anyone can answer that question. Mm. I think that the different schools have different, you know, Yep. That's true. Same thing with Columbia. Rules and procedures for that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I know maybe, you know, the, the school backs in and mm. I don't know. He's definitely not tenured yet. So, mm. what's a tenured coach? Even? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. Or Jeff, look up tenured coach. Spell that. Don't you spell that. He's playing. She goes no, I, I honestly, I, this is year one for me in the collegiate world, so I, I wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't know. I know I have a lot of support from UC Davis, yeah. and I'm happy about that. But Good. I do, I, I've, I've seen definitely coaches come and go really fast for not having winning seasons, and right. I've always wondered why. Um, and then that's the opposite question: why, you know, are coaches going for so long without, yeah, you know? But I mean, on every level, even a professional level, you see George Call has a 53-win season, Nuggets fired, you know? Yeah. The the former coach of um, the Raptors before this guy took over, um, he was voted coach of the year. <laughs> He's voted coach of the year and he got fired. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's – it's it's um. Probably I don't know if winning's the common denominator. Maybe yeah. it's just about Politics someone who's easy to get along with. Just like maybe, everything yeah. else. Probably. Like Columbia, their head coach is there for like nine or 12 years, and I don't even think he – you guys even knew Columbia had a women's indoor team, so – so whatever that happens, it's a carousel, and I it's followed indoors as much. Yeah. Since no. I since I moved to the beach side, I try and stay out of indoors. Um, it's just it's not Good. as fun and entertaining. Yeah, it's let me pretty, tell you something. It's boring. Yeah, <laughs> dude, okay. dude, there is so they're so upset right now that they're coming to the beach. 
bringing that same angry, angry nonsense, you know. I'm like, yeah, come on, we were fine. We minded up. We, we stayed on her side, <laughs> right, Jeff? We stayed on her side of the fence. <laughs> I was looking for fan questions. One girl, Delilah, she said, parents need muzzles, not information. <laughs> Who's on Instagram? Anyone on? Anyone? That's, message you? that's a funny comment. You have your phone? Oh, I didn't go live. I was supposed to go live. But yours is oh, okay. Cool. I can't see yours. It's... You can if you if you're a friend. You just check on my oh. my live or whatever. Oh, I can. Yeah, Allie's got a lot of fans on Instagram, even though she doesn't. Um... Cool. Back so, when I was posting mm. when I was playing, I posted a lot. Yeah. Um, but then I just stopped. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you were. You like lived on and have them shitload well, of likes. Of course, you have huge okay, support from so... SOB, right? You <laughs> need to be an SOB once. So I forgot. I the the thing about Instagram and social media and this whole thing for for a lot of the athletes and I do I do support you know those that are doing it and they love it because it's if they love doing it awesome keep doing it um, I like following and watching um, but for for me I was working um, you know I was working two jobs I was going to school I was training um, I was doing a lot of stuff on top of trying to be a professional athlete because I had to to support my career right um, and then a lot of times what I was doing. Instagram was mainly to try and get sponsors um, yeah and that's and that's why I think a lot of athletes do do it it's for sponsorships um, there's we're now in a different age where you know you're not getting paid by sponsors as much anymore um, to just be an athlete and hey like we support you mm. it's more like you got to post a hundred times and on that's Instagram a shame for me I'm before like the, I'm gonna sponsor yeah. you or you have to have 2,500 whatever yeah followers and that's just the truth that a lot of um, fans don't know um, about the beach volleyball world i think it's growing and i love the fact that it's growing and i want to see it continue to grow and continue to see um you know the sport get to a level where athletes don't have to do that and they can mm. they can legitimately do it because they enjoy it um but that's just unfortunately not where it's at right now um and that's why i was on it so much is is for sponsorship stuff and and when I stopped playing, I was like, well, I don't need to do that anymore. I can just, you know, enjoy if I want to go on Instagram or Facebook, I'm doing it because I want to follow my friends and family and, you know, some players. I love following some of the athletes still. Um, Emily Stockman, one of them. She's, yeah. she's one of my, my one half, favorites. One half of uh, two jacked girls. <laughs> That's what I call them. You Every time I see my screen, two jacked girls. And they know who it is because I'm the only one doing it. You know? Yeah. She works, she works so hard. And yeah. and I love, like, her, her. Huh? Yeah, can that big shout out to both both yeah. Kelly and Emily. You know, I just know how much they both work. They work really hard coming from the ground up. They both, you know, jobs and everything. And I think it's really fun to see that that kind of um, player come up from the bottom. And and she's yeah. worked her ass off. I just kudos to her, and I love seeing her grow. And I, I want to see her yeah. continue to you know do it. She's doing it. I love yeah, it. Seattle is a good win for her. Oh my gosh! I was like, if in I remember, is that was that Seattle, uh, Jay? Um, it was um, it was on um, Kelly and, and um, yeah, it was Seattle. It was, yeah, Seattle. Yeah, that uh, uh, was awesome. It. Yeah, there's something to be said about someone putting in the work and then, God willing, just a flash of having meritocracy come into play. Just yeah. being judged on the merits of what you do and what you're doing and, and how it applies to to whatever she's mark she's uber marketable. She's oh, yeah. smart. She's she's fan friendly. She's pretty. Mm -hmm. She's oh, and by the way, she's got a cave troll blocking at the net. You know, Kelly Larson. Um, she's one of the best yeah, right. One of them on girl. No, she I, is. I said cave troll like she's ugly. No, she's pretty. <laughs> so, but but definitely someone you have to pay money to cross a bridge. Okay, yeah. so so um, 
Yep. Oh my God. I'm very, very happy for her. I mean, that's, that's a good for her. Some good oh. things happen to good people, you know? No, I, lo- I love seeing mm-hmm. that. It's awesome. It's going to be you too. Good things going to happen to you too. Oh, they already are. They, they already are different forms, but you know, they, they're great. I got the job at UC Davis. I'm loving life. I've got my little girl. She's going to be two in October. Um, Kevin, who is so much fun every day in life. He's just a bundle of energy and yeah, he works really hard too. He's got his own club, um, Moxie beach in Davis as well. So, um, we're doing really well just in a different, different form. So, you know, once someone came up to me once and said, um, when I had Braxton, um, name is Jessica, not, not in, not Sakura, not and De- not Maguire, some other, some other Jessica said, you know, you're still Jason and Kelly. You just have a kid. <laughs> and they said that and me and Kelly looked at each other. I was like, that's, that's true. And then I said, you know what? And you, you did a post, a post on Facebook because it's a couple of years ago or whatever. And I was like, Alan Kevin's going to be the same thing. I said, when they have a kid, you watch, they're still going to be Alan Kevin, except Kevin, except they just have a kid. And, Kevin's still the same person I remember. You're still the same person I remember. And um, that's cool, man. Oh, yeah, a lot that's less cool. late, but definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I just no, we we yeah. love it. We I'm just changed. I'm just glad I got to know you because when I was at SOB, um, I mean, I only did it once. Kelly and I only did it once. Um, the last two people we actually got to meet and like talk to was you. Uh, I got you a couple of days, and I got Kevin on the ride to the airport, <laughs> oh, no. showing his arms. He's like, "Yep, God, God fucked me." Check it out. <laughs> you know, my T-Rex, T-Rex arm. <laughs> God screwed me. Here, look, I'll show you. And then you see this small arm just have a just whip yeah. on a volleyball. Listen, yeah. from a volleyball perspective, that wrist away, whether he's right side or just left side or whatever, if yeah. you don't find a way to slow that down or stop that, there's not enough twitch reaction in the world. You just don't want to get blown. <laughs> That's up. true. It's heavy. Yeah, yeah there's right? It's real heavy. Pop, pop. Yeah. Yeah, so... So I was like, that's too bad. I wish I could have got to know him better. And then I move here. And Kevin's like, hey, you know, come play um, six men, you know, whatever. Uh, from Moonlight. It was Stafford Slick. It was Areza. Oh, you guys had a good Matt crew. and Derek Olsen. Yeah. yeah, we were, they were good until they went to Shellbacks. Well, for anyone listening that doesn't know about Manhattan Sixes and doesn't know about Shellbacks. Shellbacks. Where it goes down. Um, yeah. Shellbacks. A little education, if you will, okay? We, um, it's side out to 15. Dominant team. Slick is hitting right side. We, you know, we got good metal middles. Kevin played middle. Uh, um, guys from Team Wave, you know, a whole bunch of setters running the six two. We win easy fashion. So we have two matches off. So they want to go to shellbacks. So man. picture two matches. That's best. Two out of three are, are just two sets to side out fifteen. So that's like three hours of drinking. And then we came back, and we lost fifteen zero. <laughs> The first set, oh. I get some other team, and they're just some people are just like smiling about it, like, "Oh, is this real?" And some people they get competitive and pissed off, or whatever. But this and that, are you and pulling up that, six man pictures, and yeah. shellbacks. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Man. How is that not a fire hazard? I don't know. Yeah, I, I wonder how they don't get shut down. Fire hazard. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I'm sure like that's Whoa, not. When was this? You know, people that that is like way back. Yeah. Look it at that shit. You, you zoomed in. It's like a zombie apocalypse, dude. You ain't got to zoom in. That's actually pretty good. Like, gosh. There it is. Nice. They're shellbacks. I think for a dive, they're actually pretty good. They got a pretty good kitchen. Uh, no, that's, I mean, that's where I usually get my, my lunch for Six Man. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. I love Six Man. I, I've been with Six Man 11 years, mainly because I get to see all my, my buddies from college. It's a it's such a good time. It's really fun. Um, I actually like that it's a little smaller now. It's not as... 
inappropriate for, you know, Younger the people. youth. Yeah. Who, by the way, are going to be there in the finals because they're sober, right? Those are the ones where you're like, it's not fair. And, you know, <laughs> that is not fair. That person's sober. I shouldn't, you know, <laughs> they had an unfair advantage. <laughs> yeah. Look at oh, that. Look at that. Almost upon us. Fucking oh. crazy. Wow, it's coming up fast too. Wow, I forgot. You could hardly get to your court. It was like you had to like, like yeah. you need whistles and mm -hmm. you need to push people to get to your court on time. I've never been able to experience this six man. Oh. Uh, the one I play now is fun, but uh, it definitely has not looked like that since I've been playing volleyball. It, it was fun then, but it got out of hand. <laughs> it got out of hand. Now I like it a lot better. <laughs> Oh, there they are. I guess that's just being from a mom perspective now again, too. So yep. I see if I see a 15 year old out there, I'm like, hey, <laughs> go <Yeah>. home. <laughs> Do you want a beer? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> go sit down. <laughs> um, okay, so listen. I'm going to do something that's going to allow you to talk about volleyball, but not, but I got to squeeze a story out of you. So let's talk about one of the more interesting places you've traveled, and you're going to tell me. Oh gosh, more interesting places. Let's see. You said, did you you go to Cuba? You had the story you told me about Cuba before. No, I was supposed to go to Cuba. I was supposed to go to Cuba in the North Seco when Kelly and I played together. Okay. Kelly Reeves. Uh, we qualified for a couple of North Seco's. Um, that's also it was overlapped with the Manhattan Beach Open, mm -hmm. uh, which was Kelly's first Manhattan Beach Open. That was when I think that was her first year on tour. Um, mm -hmm. was with me. I want to say. Wow. So we we made the decision to play Manhattan Beach instead of Cuba. So I that was 2016. That was 2000. I remember. I remember. I was there. <laughs> I was there. Oh my god, you poor yeah. thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blow you up. I'm not telling you a story like that. No, no, it's okay. No. <laughs> it's all right. It's um, you know, it's definitely definitely heartbroken. I I wanted to go to Cuba, but um, we made the decision to play Manhattan. We played Manhattan, and and that was that. Yeah. <laughs> literally well actually it wasn't that wasn't just that that was that was one of those things where oh my god where I, kelly was grief stricken she didn't particularly want to lose you you were very very um emotionally heightened you didn't want to lose and i remember i only remember because you were staying at our house oh yeah remember serves me correctly you're staying at my house yeah and, that's right yeah and kevin cousin says jason can you come downstairs and give ali a hug please you know it's just <laughs> And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Uh, first of all, she's a hug person, but I don't know if I'm going to be taking her energy from her. She's she's recruiting, you know, so. That was a rough one for both of us. It really was. I know um, that was a, a big deal for, for Kelly. She really wanted to play in the Manhattan Beach Open, and uh, we didn't have a great showing there. And, you know, that's like we go back to the emotional side of volleyball. If you want to talk volleyball for a second, it's partnerships are really hard on the beach. They're they're extremely hard and uh, you go through those ups and downs with your partners. And um, our goal was to try and, you know, come together as a partnership in Manhattan beach. But I think we just, we, we made too big of a deal of it. Um, and so it put a lot of pressure on, on both of us, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. especially Kelly, cause that, that's like, you know, when you have dreams and goals and that, that was one of the things she's, she was much younger than I was at the time. And yep. Um, and for me, I'd already been there. I'd already done that. And I was looking at the international side of it. And we, that was a communication error on both of us that, you know, I have no problem admitting that. Like we both didn't communicate well um, with what we wanted. I wanted to do FIVB and, and really go in the USA direction. And, you know, it was her first year. She wanted to solidify herself on the AVP tour. Right. Um, 
I mean, and for me, I was like, hey, we got fifth. I, yeah, I feel like at that's Hunting, a pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And you got fifth at Huntington, too. Huntington so, I mean, you guys, out, yeah. it was just a huge, um, I call it a misnomer because it was one of those things where you guys were building up and better versions of yourself individually and collectively were putting it together. So, um, yeah, so I, I was a little sad for you. I was, at, I, was at, I was actually in the only beach tournament I played. I played in Manhattan Open. Oh, um, yeah. I remember Kevin... you, Rafu. They took seventh. They uh-huh. got knocked in a loser's bracket and won five straight matches or something, you know, and eventually lost to Stafford Slick and Todd Rogers. Yeah. That um, was Todd's last match before he retired. So I remember watching a lot of, that. A lot, a lot of interesting things, yeah. But um, uh, Jeff, Jeff, I think, probably shares your sentiment a little bit where sometimes you go to a tournament here or there and you have higher, really high expectations on, like, what you want to do. You're not doing it while you're playing. You're just playing because playing, playing is your goal. And then the expectation is you win. So you know, if you're playing to win, you're probably going to just lose anyway. So that's just a that's an actor thing turning into volleyball. But um, I think one of Jeff's big challenges, and and I sound like I'm thinking for him, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I think I know him well enough. I think sometimes just dumbing down the moment, you know, um, between him and his partner, or just his partner, or or in some instances it was just him, where we're not you know, don't take the moment and make it bigger than it. It's just another game of volleyball, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> just like what he said. <laughs> no, that, that's so true, though. That, yeah. that really is true. We we kind of get sucked into mm. that, like, and again, professional athletes, there's money on the line for yep. a lot of those games. Yeah. You know, the difference between a thousand dollars is a big yeah. deal for so for us. And, yeah. and Rafa was gonna quit. You know what? Rafa, that I mean, when he was with Kevin, he's like, oh. I can't, I can't <laughs> I keep spending money to travel. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I can't keep paying the play, and then. Right on cue, had just enough points, and they made Manhattan Beach, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna Happens go." Every and he's time. Like, yeah, you're like, "Oh, I'm in the yep. main draw. I'm mm-hmm. not done yet. I'm yep. not done yet." Yeah, no. <laughs> no. we're back. No. <laughs> Anytime someone hits me up, they're like, "Hey, I think I think we'll be in the main draw." I'm like, "No, oh, oh, maybe." I, I could do it. I could go make like jinx. three, four hundred uh, bucks. Got it. You're a jinx. You're a jinx. Match okay. Says hi. Speaking oh. of sob. Jim McNamee. And all you guys watching, you have any questions for Ali um, that are, um, um, I won't say, they don't have to be appropriate. They just have to, you know, ask like a mammal. (laughs) Ask a question consistent with something that walks on two legs and drinks water. She's she's all right. Oh, yeah. So most interesting place you travel for volleyball. Oh, gosh. Um, So... I don't, well, there's interesting and there's like just amazing. So Switzerland was. I want to hear the most interesting story. Like, it doesn't oh, even have the craziest man. place. But I was I trying. I was actually. I was actually trying to steer her that direction. Well, I was trying I to hear like we got left, we got stranded, okay. we spent the day in a tent or something. I don't know. I would. That would have been funny. I do have a funny one. Like when uh, Kendra Van Sweden and I played in China. This is early on. Uh, we played in China. I think we we're in Fuzhou. If I butchered that, I'm sorry. Um, but. So it was, we didn't know it was going to be cold, right? <laughs> and so you have Kendra who is like, oh gosh, I don't want to, 5'5", 5'6". Sorry, yeah. Kendra, if you're taller. Um, and then me, like I've got long arms. And of course, on the FIVB tour, they make you match. You like have you're, match, You yeah. have to match. And if you're going to wear long, like, pants and long sleeves, you can't have different, like, logos on them either. So here we are in China being like, we need pants and we need long sleeves because we're cold. <laughs> you don't have anything your size. Don't don't have anything our size. Oh my gosh, we walked around for three hours 
and we went to a mall. Like we went to a mall and thought, okay, for sure we'll find something at the mall, right? Everywhere we went, we would ask them, and like Kendra and I are trying, and we, we don't speak the language, exactly, yeah. and so we're trying to sign language, you know, long <laughs> sleeve and and stuff, and people are just like laughing at us, um, and we, I mean, eventually we finally found like a Nike store of some kind, and we were able to like put something together, but it, it was definitely a, a rough time, but also really, really fun. Um, that same exact trip, though, the next day, we were trying to get to the courts, and it's like really overpopulated right so everyone knows this um traffic is horrendous like people are running into each other on their little scooters um and our taxi driver we're telling him hey we need to get to the courts like is there a faster way around all this traffic he straight up pulls onto the sidewalk where people are walking (laughs) and starts honking at them and driving driving on the sidewalk that's what we need around here yeah, man. I need, yep. When I'm late to the airport, I need that guy. And I thought yep. we were going to run into trees. I thought we were going to run into people. You know, people with, like, strollers, babies. Like, and he's just honking on the sidewalk. And we're on, like, a heavy, like, traffic highway and people walking. It's my kind of guy. I like over. him. Yeah. yeah. I like him. <laughs> Kendra and I were in the back stars. just terrified. Just like, holy. Yeah. We're gonna, you're like, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But for me, it's not like moving slow either. He wasn't moving slow. <laughs> this is just our city movie. mentality, Joe. It's, oh. I mean, we're it's like, yo, he's honking for a reason. Honking means the fuck out the way. He'd have the best Uber rating around. I'm not my best, lie. my favorite bumper sticker is, "If you don't like the way I drive, get off the sidewalk." <laughs> that's <was, laughs> a cool story. Yeah, oh my that, god, that was one that I we always laugh when I see Kendra because we actually I I started my career mostly with uh i think tracy weimer was one of my first teammates and she's then, back mm-hmm. and she's back i just talked to her the other day and um, picked her up for six man actually <laughs> she's now on our six nice. man team don't try and steal her anyone out there nope. <laughs> no she should just do an auction and um, start the bit of 271 a nice <laughs> odd number to make us to make people think we did analytics on that shit start the bid 271 do i hear 273 going yeah yep Craig Faulkner, where if you're out there, you should definitely auction yourself because they will pay to some of them clubs of some I of those teams. Like they will pay to win. Will pay, yeah. yes. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're always looking for like a, a stud outside hitter, or middle, or something. You, you need hitters, especially when people get stuck in shellbacks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> need extra hitters. Yes, yeah. exactly. Hitters. So that that's the funniest um, story I got. I'm sure. Gosh, I just I've had so many. Fun experiences, lots of different trips. Costa Rica was really fun, nothing crazy. But Switzerland was the most beautiful. I played with Emily in Switzerland. We did okay. not make it past the the quota. Quota, right? Yeah. Okay. There you go. For all that don't mean you go, don't know. You that don't mean go, you're going home. I mean, you have to go all the way to Switzerland and yeah. play one game, and you're out against your own team. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Well, that's um, comes with volleyball, right? That comes with you betting on yourself. It does. It does. I mean, it's part of. It's part of the. Uh, I don't know. Like that's that's part of the system. I wouldn't say volleyball. I don't think the system should be like that. I'm a little bit. Don't you, don't you think tennis, tennis is like that? Right? They're right. changing it now. Don't they yeah. do them here now? Yeah, sometimes it depends sometimes. on the time between tournaments or something like that. I, think. Ten- yeah. I mean, the U.S. Open has a qualifier. I mean, you, they have hundreds of teams, so people don't think they have to qualify. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't mind yeah. qualifiers. Oh wait, the 
No, sketch your quota and then yeah. qualifiers. Yeah. But you also get paid even if you play in the qualifier right at the US Open. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you get a, you get a, you still get a hefty check. Yeah, listen, we all okay, we get it. Serena <laughs> Serena's check gonna be bigger than Phil's. I mean, no, it's gonna you, be bigger than Phil's at the end. Do too. we know what if that? you play, you mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you're getting paid. I nice. looked it up recently. It's, it's like, like golf, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's a good amount of money. But granted they're spending a lot of money too in like Oh yeah. US Open, like like if they're going to play that and you're there for weeks at a time, like the hotels for you and staff and all that stuff, it's got to be pretty crazy. So. That's true. Like I said, I think they're trying to grow it. They're trying to they're trying to make those changes, you know. But it does. It takes sponsorships. It takes it takes a lot of money. Um, and I think they're. I mean, they're they're moving in the right direction, which is yeah. good to see. And the youth. Oh my gosh, the youth right now is just killing it. Like yeah. they. Dude, what are the numbers on last year for the BBCA? How many teams there were to this year? We I, I I would suggest there are about 22, 20 to 22% more uh, yeah. players, teams, or whatever. I mean, it's I an NCAA sport, year. so we all know all the club sizes are triple because now it's a business, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know there's like uh, 500 and some yeah. teams. I'm, I'm actually honored that Jeff and I, with the, the, the one group that we have a 20, 22 girls and we stay that way because we have four girls in each net. So smaller groups, more personal attention is yeah. our emphasis, which is why I'm like, <laughs> I'm always defensive when parents question the way we do things. I'm like, dude, you, you are getting everything except a lap dance <laughs> from Rob McLean, you know? So, <laughs> um, Hey, we're, we're going to, we're going to get out of here in a minute. Oh, that's a, we'll do that. Do that. So click on that. Trying to get like some video or damn, that's a girl I didn't want to listen. You saw that? She was like, like a case of the ass. <laughs> you know, like the pre meetings and some of them are like, oh yeah, mm. they're they're looking, but they're not really listening. It's like if you hear me, please say yes, yes. <laughs> to go over the hand setting the yep. rules. Yeah. Well, because they have to wrap their own games. Oh, no doubt. Except for the four. Oh, well, that's... they did. They have new. They have some refs now, so yep. that's. Um, I like seeing that. I like seeing the, the rest kind of help, you know, it's part of growing and teaching the game, um, which is fun to see. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So listen, before we go, um, let's do a little flash thing. Best, um, most athletic partner you ever played with. Oh my gosh. That's tough. Who's the first one that came to your mind? We're not casting any as Emily. There you go. Yeah, she is. I mean, cool. yeah, she's the most athletic. The partner that you laughed with the most. <laughs> she's like, I laugh with every partner. What are you talking about? I do laugh a lot. Um, gosh, I laugh a lot with Kendra. Kendra. Gina is probably like, though, at the top as well. Like, we, we <laughs> laugh so much in practice and. Um, Gina by far was probably one of the, my, my favorite partners yep. as just like a, a genuine, like she's got such a big heart and she's a great person. Gina, you're Rango for everybody who, um, yeah, I love, yeah. I, I, I just love playing with her. She makes, it's so much fun, like practices, games, you know, even when you're doing bad, she's, she's always there, there to support. And, and that was probably the best thing ever. I was going to, my next question was, and you might laugh at this, who's the partner that you were glad you played with instead of having to play against? <laughs> oh. That was Gina, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You got like third in Chicago. Like you're the I think the last time you were at Chicago, right? Yeah, third. We got third in Chicago, and then I went and had a baby, and yeah. So I didn't come back as. Well, Gina has that effect, right? It makes yeah. people want to go have babies. Right? I guess it changes yeah. things. And Gina Urango, where if you're out there, wherever you are, you are fine as hell. <laughs> All right, you make some. Look, put the camera on me. You make someone want to go get a job <laughs> with benefits. Um, so had to oh, say that. Smokes. The oh, most. Geez. Uh, intense partner, the the person who was always serious-minded and serious about the game, serious about whatever. Family portrait looks like this. Uh, Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Reeves? Kelly, yeah. Kelly Reeves, very cool. serious, passionate about the yeah. game. So she she's a competitor. She I know, just... But I feel like off the court, she's a character. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she definitely off she's the court. She's funny. She's yeah. funny. She was also on our six-man team last year, too. We got all the good ones in one. It really is. can't wait till six-man. We've talked about it. I'm excited. All right, son, last question before we go. You're going on your third year right now, Davis, or second? Second, second year. You use a lot of indoor and outdoor, um, a mixture of people to, to, to build, or you were able to recruit um, first, first year? First year, we, we use a lot of indoor, and then um, we will start moving towards beach-only players. Um, we'll, we'll look at, like, the indoor side is just – you know, if, if players are already seasoned, maybe on the beach, or yeah. or they're coming in as indoor slash beach players, but yeah. like um, LMU did, right? I yeah, mean, sponsor, right. Sponsor was set, right. Like set, indoor, got... indoor setter, I think. Yeah, yeah. for LMU, think... indoor, and then played that first year, then transferred to UCLA. Oh yeah, yeah. did she? Oh, yep. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like if they're stud athletes and they they can play beach and both, why? I mean, they can help you. Why not? Um, and plus, they're they're playing like she's playing over the summer, you know. Um, I think that's the hardest thing. You just don't have your indoor athletes as much to train. So if you're taking an indoor athlete, athlete raw um, and trying to teach them beach, you only have about like three months max, mm, you know, and yeah. then they go back to indoors and you're like, hey, come back. Yeah. We just started. <laughs> but at least physically they're prepared because there's nothing in the world like having an indoor player um, like muscle manipulate beach and then come back uh, indoor or whatever and then do that because I think the best training for the beach is is definitely training off and then back on because if you train only on the beach, if you slog your legs through the sand, you're only training your legs to slog through the sand. This is why yeah. this is why indoor players who spend the summer on the beach, they come back and they jump higher, but beach players yeah. don't go to indoor and jump higher. They're, they're, no. The jump is the same. It's, it's different training, longer approach. You know the technique. But indoor doesn't really but, you know, pivot no. foot. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. pivot foot, pivot foot right. technique, longer approach. So so they're, they were able to use that, you know, better or whatever. So it does mess with your offense a little bit, but, but defense, uh, blocking and digging, I always came back the best, the most aggressive blocker and, um, and one of the better, um, you know, twitch react diggers. Yeah, yeah. I agree with John on that it doesn't it doesn't help me as much getting them back from indoors um just because they haven't been in the sand you yeah. know and then yeah. also like wind. they might yeah wind sand like the sun all yeah. those elements but then also they're dehydrating they're, they're faster, a little bit right? beat up from the indoor season yeah the indoor season's long they're on the hard floor they're you know you get kids that come yahtzee and balls all yeah, day <laughs> arms are just like falling i mean off. and the indoor indoor i think they just have to do a better way to train i mean besides some of the coaches that have the kids they train like Overtrain here, um, just too much of this. Maybe they read some book, or maybe they they follow the, the my least favorite line: study show, you know, <laughs> whatever. Kind of thing. They don't. I mean, they don't actually look at the study. They study show. Okay, good enough for me. We're doing that, right? You know, uh, Jeff and we, and Jeff, he feels like I'm repeating the same thing all over again. But I fucking hate that. What, <laughs> what studies? Studies oh. show. 
and 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 people don't read the study. I'm like, okay, so studies show that um that that you know hand setting fast release or slow release and this and I'm okay. Who did the study? Okay, this guy did the study. Um, uh, was it outdoor? No, it was indoor. All right, cool. So Which divi- kids it was, was division one pro- division one program. No, it was D two. All right, mm. cool. So they probably had a lot of kids, right? Eighteen. Oh no, nine. Um, all was right, so they did the study the for so they did a study for like a month and a half. No, it was two weeks, and I'm just like, so study, sh- so study show. <laughs> um, yeah. So damn, should we end that? Which year should we end on that? No, I want to end on a smile. There it is. Where is it? Come on, show yeah. me. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the great. Great Ali McCulloch, and I'm. I really wish you're gonna have a good time next year. You really, really are. You're one year to rebuild, one year to compete, yeah. one, one year to win. Come so. out, come out and support us. We'll be, we'll be down in uh, Long Beach this year. There are a bunch of little alleys, and they're awesome, magnificent elite athletes. So they really, to that. they're amazing girls. They're great girls. They're mm-hmm. awesome. Good culture, kids, and and they're fun to watch. So right, perfect. All right, hey, for Ali McCulloch and for. My bodyguard, my brother from another mother, Jeff Yo. Samuels. <laughs> Jeff Samuels, I am Jason DeBilius. Love y'all. See you soon. See, uh, tune in Friday. Say bye. Friday, got uh, ref- trying to get a referee. Wait, wait. Referee Dave Carson. <laughs> you got questions for referee Dave Carson about double hits and what's a throw and what's this and that. I have. Questions. I got him. I got him on my whatever. So you guys message cards. away. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I gotta go. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.